This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. And now it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. We are live at Bears Best Atlanta for the Chili Dip Open. That's right, we're playing golf today. Lift clean and place, baby. You know, the group I grew up playing with, we played lift clean and place every day, regardless of the weather. We're not on the PGA Tour. Big tournament set, though. We're ready to go. Uh, this rain slacked off here. Ian Grim Wade and the staff here at Bears Best Atlanta got the subwoofers going, sucking that moisture out of the greens. This thing's going to be fast and furious coming up at noon, a tea time today as we load up on the chili and get ready to play some big-time golf. Appreciate you joining us today on the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Streaming at 680thefan.com. And get that fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Let them wow you. As uh, Beaver Toyota's out here today, too. You can check them out in coming. Isaiah running the show here back at the studio. we got DT. Not sure who else is working back there, but we are ready to go, man. Let's get to work. Bucks. Big. Take. Yeah, the big take. All right. Here we go. The NFL free agent negotiating window opens Monday at noon with teams able to finalize deals starting next Wednesday. So it's about to get fast and furious with these NFL teams next week. As you know, the Falcons have the second most money to spend with $63 million available. Falcons also have perhaps the most needs to fill of any team. Seriously. Let me name them for you. Quarterback. Cornerback. Right tackle. Left guard. Center. D-tackle. Outside linebacker, safety, receiver, and running back. Now, that's 10 positions that need to be upgraded. In the draft, the Falcons have nine picks total, five picks in the top 115. Obviously, that's a lot of evaluating going on at what Q called base camp up in Flowery Branch. Sign five free agents next week. Draft wisely in April. And best-case scenario, the Falcons could cover up 10 different needs. But what are the chances of that? 5%? 10% chance they get it all right? Remember now, this new administration actually believed Felipe Franks could play quarterback in this league, which is a little bit scary. And now apparently... They plan on hitching their wagon to Desmond Ritter. So I would say the chances are 
just based on history and our personnel decisions through the years that we're not going to be able to cover up all the needs. Heck, at this point in time, as a longtime Falcons guy, I'd just be pleased if we could cover up half of the ten needs with free agency in the draft. So uh, we'll, we'll hope for the best going on there. And there's your big take. Now, the Falcons and Lamar Jackson. Here in Swanee, it bears best. Uh, a lot of talk about the Falcons. Where's Lamar? Are the Falcons really not interested in Lamar Jackson? How could that be? Lamar Jackson sits and waits today. And it appears to be a pretty complicated situation for Lamar. Now, he is free now to negotiate with the other 31 teams starting on Wednesday after the two-day window to negotiate with free agents comes to an end. So a little downtime going on with Lamar. And if he does find anyone that's interested, the Ravens have five days to match any offer that comes down for Lamar Jackson. And as I understand it, sources are telling me that the Ravens do plan on matching any of the offers that come in unless, unless... There's a ton of guaranteed money involved in the offer. Now, this just in. Got some of the staff here working behind the scenes. It seems not even Auburn is interested in Lamar Jackson. And, you know, Auburn's uh, needing a little quarterback help over there. They're searching for that. You know, it was so interesting to see the Falcons be the team that announced to the world first, that leaked the information to these national reporters, that they weren't interested in Lamar Jackson. When everybody, almost every single outlet, had attached the Falcons to Lamar Jackson. And then the Falcons are the first to release the information. We're not interested in Lamar. That seemed a little strange. And yet, still a lot of these same outlets consider the Falcons as the most likely landing spot still for Lamar Jackson. Why is that? Well, the Falcons have plenty of money to spend. And perhaps they've got the worst current quarterback situation in the NFL. It's not like the Falcons can sit at number eight with that first-round pick and expect to get one of the top quarterbacks in the draft. Bryce Young, he's going to be gone. C.J. Stroud's going to be gone. Now, maybe Will Levis or Anthony Richardson would be available. And then as far as free agency goes, looks to me like Jimmy Garoppolo would be a good option in free agency for the Atlanta Falcons. Doesn't appear like Jimmy G is getting a lot of interest around the league. I mean, the only teams I see that, you know, are talking about getting Jimmy G are the teams that are going to draft one of these quarterbacks at the top of the first round. And if I'm Jimmy G, I'm thinking, look, I don't want to go to the Texans when they're going to draft Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. I don't want to be a guy that just is uh, looked upon as a Band-Aid, a guy that, well, is just going to play the position until 
our first-round pick, our big-money dude, is ready to play. Why would you want to do that if you're Jimmy G? You want to go somewhere where you're going to get paid and you're going to be the man. So stay tuned, man. Stay tuned. This thing's about to get about to get busy come Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And then we'll uh, resume the Lamar Jackson talk at that point in time. Hopefully your Friday's off to a good start. The weekend's here. And uh, we're going to tee it up here at Bears Best Atlanta, our chili dip open, benefiting First Tee Metro Atlanta, first big golf tournament of 2023 at one of Atlanta's finest golf courses here, Atlanta's premier sports talk station, 680 The Fan. It's going to be passing out the chili as we have a noon tea time today. So Scott McFarland has told me to tell everyone this is a sold-out golf tournament to get on your mutters and come on out. I wouldn't wear the white slacks today. I'm just saying. Probably not a good day for that. (laughs) But we are ready to go, man. Coming back on the other side, some good news coming out of the Braves camp. Plus a lot going on out there. We're going to hit it all. Kevin Butler's going to hang, the Hall of Famer. And uh, we're going to have a little fun here. 10 to 11, Monday through Friday. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. Show here on the fans, 680 and 93.7. We're in Swanee at Bears Best Atlanta for our chili dip open, the first big golf tournament of the year. Subwoofers going, sucking that moisture out of this golf course. We're ready to go at noon. So we got the big timer showing up to come out and play a little golf with us. Uh, that big take, by the way, was brought to you by our good friends at Ace Hardware. Ace is the place here in Metro Atlanta, locations all over the city. uh, Just ask Finn. He'll tell you all about it. We appreciate Ace very much. Let's talk a little Braves baseball today. For the latest on the Braves, it's time to go shopping. Yes, sir. Braves uh, continue spring training, playing some of these teams from around the world as we take a little... Seems like a little uh, vacation from real spring training baseball. But uh, some good news coming out of the Braves spring training camp. I was reading Mark Bowman on MLB.com overnight, and I'm seeing where even Mark Bowman, who was doubting whether 
Vaughn Grissom could replace Dansby Swanson at shortstop for the Atlanta Braves. Even Mark Bowman now convinced that Vaughn Grissom has done enough already in camp to lock down that shortstop job. Solid defensively. Now, look, he's he's not going to be Dansby when it comes to the Major League range. Dansby had that covered. He could go in the hole and make the play. He could go up in the middle and make the play. He could get out uh, out in the outfield and make plays. I mean, the range that Dansby Swanson had, not easily replaced. So don't expect Vaughn Grissom to be doing those things. But he is going to make the plays that, well, a shortstop should be able to make. The balls that are hit right at him, he's going to consistently make those plays. He's got a big arm. He can make the throws. He's just, don't expect him to be Dansby Swanson because he's never going to be that. Now, he's also a guy that can, that will hit in the bottom of the lineup, seventh, eighth, ninth, where he will be swinging a really good bat down in the bottom of the order. So this is good news. Uh, R.C. can stay in his role as a bench player. And Von Grissom hopefully will continue to develop into a legitimate, strong, solid shortstop at the major league level. I love his makeup. This guy's a winner. Good teammate. Hard worker. He's a big guy. Not that that really matters. <laughs> I guess when you walk into the room, somebody might think, hey, man, that guy looks like a major leaguer. But uh, good news with Vaughn Grissom coming out of the Brave Spring training. Has done what he needs to do to earn that shortstop job as we move on from Dansby Swanson. I'm going to miss Dansby. You know, even if Vaughn Grissom plays great, and I'm sure uh, Braves country out there is going to miss Dansby Swanson, too, one of the most popular players in the Braves organization when he was with us. And there'll be a lot of people missing not seeing him do his thing out at shortstop. A uh, tremendous competitor took over the leadership of the team. I just continue to wonder who's going to fill that void. But uh, things so far with Vaughn Grissom looking pretty good. i tell you another guy I'm, I'm liking, and he's having a really good spring so far, is this outfielder Sam Hilliard. Is he going to make the team? You know, I was investigating that last night because apparently it looks like it's going to come down to Hilliard or Pilar. And I like both these dudes. Hilliard, two for three yesterday. He's hitting 421 in spring training. He's a – talk about a big dude. He's 6'5", 235 pounds. And the role, if he does make the team, would be uh, doing some damage off right-handed pitching. His stance, his setup, looks a lot like Matt Olson. Holds that bat, uh, bat vertically, takes a big cut, cut at it. This guy's a really good outfielder, too. Can play left, center, and right. Trying to bounce back from a horrendous season last year. We all have them, right? Bad years. He hit 184 last year for the Rockies in 70 games. So keep an eye on Sam Hilliard and Pilar. I like both those guys as the Braves try to figure out what that opening day roster is going to look like.
And that, there you go. That's us chopping it up for you here on the show today. We're celebrating our 30th anniversary at 680 The Fan, and uh, we've teamed up with Harris Cherokee Casino and Resort for our March Mania trip giveaway. And we're offering some, uh, they are offering some deeply discounted rooms for uh, next week as we show up for the opening tap of the big dance, uh, the trip for two. The winner's going to get includes a two-night stay at Harrow's Cherokee Casino and Resort, a round of golf on the house, plus you can say hi to all your favorite 680 The Fan hosts as we hang out at the sports book inside Harrah's on Thursday. To enter to win, visit social media channels on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now, you got to be 21 and a legal Georgia resident to win, and you got to be registered before March 11th to be eligible. 680 uh, Generation Fan March Mania Extravaganza is brought to you by Corona Extra and Modelo Especial. Let's bounce around the National Football League for a moment. A lot going on out there, especially with the QBs. And uh, following this Matthew Stafford, Matt Stafford, storyline coming out of L.A., and I'm not talking lower Alabama, talking Los Angeles. And the Rams, according to Michael Lombardi, they're searching for a trade partner so they can drop Matt Stafford. Imagine that. You give up a boatload to get Stafford and bring him in so you can win a Super Bowl championship, and you do that... And then you determine, well, it's time to tear it down. So we got to get rid of Matt if we can. Now, he's got $57 million guaranteed hanging out there. He's got a $26 million guaranteed option bonus coming up. And then that $31 million salary is guaranteed for the 23 season. Matt is... His reputation around the league, and it started at Georgia, really, is he's one of the toughest dudes in the National Football League. So you respect that about Matt Stafford. He's tough. How many times have you seen him take a big-time shot, get up, and come back for more? But because of the abuse physically that he's taken, he's got a neck problem that... Some might think is pretty serious for a quarterback in the National Football League. He had a couple of concussions a year ago. Got a shoulder. It's bothering him a little bit. Uh, he would be 35 next time around on his birthday. So Stafford, I, I saw the little clip. His lovely wife from Metro Atlanta has a podcast, and she had Matt Stafford on the podcast. She's got some good contacts. And Matt says he's not retiring. Come on, man. This idea I'm going to retire is crazy. But uh, the Rams looking to tear it down and looking for somebody to pick up that $57 million guaranteed. Wishing Matt the very best. Uh, I'd hate to see him leave L.A. already. My goodness. Now, the latest on the Jets, I mean, you think it's bad being a Falcons fan. Imagine being a New York Jets fan. That's got to be frustrating. You see where the owner, Woody Johnson, flew out to Malibu, met with Aaron Rodgers on Tuesday. Now, talk about money remaining on his contract. Aaron Rodgers, he's got $110 million. 
remaining on his contract. Almost 60 million of that is guaranteed in 2023. Almost 50 guaranteed in 2024. And I'm just wondering, continue to wonder, is is Aaron Rodgers, does he really want to play in New York? I mean, does he really want to play there, Isaiah? Because, Mike, I mean, you're facing some big city criticism there in New York. They're not going to fool around, brother. You start playing like he did a year ago, they're going to run his butt out of town quick. And if you're saying, Blue, come on, this is Aaron Rodgers. He's, he's awesome. Well, not so much a year ago. You look at the QBR last season, Aaron Rodgers. Number 26 in QBR. Now, does that sound like a guy that you want to be paying $60 million to be your quarterback? Only the Jets. Maybe the Falcons would do something like that. I'm wondering about Jimmy G, man. I mean, what's going to happen to Jimmy G? Where is his destination? Uh, I keep seeing out there that the Charlotte Panthers, the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Houston Texans are the three likely landing spots for Jimmy G. But you know what? I know all three of those teams are desperate for a quarterback. But, um, I mean, they're likely to draft a quarterback in the top ten. All three of these teams in the top ten likely to take a quarterback in the first round of the draft. So, I mean, if you're Jimmy G, do you really, does it make sense to sign with a team that is saying, look, we're going we're, we're gonna to let you play quarterback until this other guy's ready? That doesn't look like a great situation to me if I'm Jimmy G. Falcons look like a good spot if they're not really involved and want to get involved with Lamar Jackson. I think Jimmy G could step in here in Atlanta and fit what Arthur Smith is doing schematically. But uh, no word coming out of base camp on what our Falcons are thinking there. No Really rumors surrounding uh, Garoppolo and the Falcons yet. But, you know, from the outside looking in, it looks like a good spot. Come in and be the guy here. But uh, we'll continue to monitor that situation. And that's some quarterback news in the NFL. As we get ready to tee it up here at Bears Best and Swanee, this is my home golf course. Spend some time out here uh, when I get a chance to tee it up. Do a lot more practicing than playing these days. But we've got our uh, some patrons showing up, as they call them in Augusta. Got our uh, tournament participants. The event sold out. They're starting to show up. Folks on the uh, putting green and on the practice tee. Hello, friends. Nobody's wearing white slacks today. It looks a little muddy out there. But Buck, you glad I gave you the heads up on that? You were thinking about the white slacks yesterday, but that's not a good move when you got when you're out in the slush. Yeah, and I, nobody's wearing the joggers so far either. Whew, thank goodness. Now I see some shorts, and boy, those some white legs over there. It's that time of the year. <laughs> that time of the year, brother. Hey, putt for the Porsche. We've got that contest going on, too. Your next chance to get registered to putt for a Porsche is coming up. Chuck and Turnoff next Tuesday are going to be out at 
the PGA Tour Superstore in Kennesaw from 2 to 6. So I want to invite you to uh, come on by and check the boys out on Tuesday. Sign up for your chance to win and uh, sink a putt and win a 2023 Porsche Macan from Hennessy Porsche North Atlanta. The finalist is guaranteed to win a Breitling Avenger automatic stainless steel watch from Brown & Company Jewelers. All 16 grand prize qualifiers receive a Mizuno in-craft putter valued at $300 and a PGA Tour Superstore gift card. Putt for a Porsche is brought to you by... PGA Tour Superstore, Hennessy, Porsche North Atlanta, Brown and Company Jewelers, and Mizuno. For more information, visit 680thefan.com. There's some other things popping out there. Let's find out what's popping. Yeah, like the players, they completed round one early in the morning time this morning. I believe that is now complete. And the boys, uh, the guys down there, moved into round number two. And I love this event, love this golf course. I lived in Jacksonville for a few years, really had a great time playing the course uh, many times. So I'm locked and loaded, man. Got home yesterday and watched uh, the coverage. And then last night, getting into some of the coverage, too, the replay on the Golf Channel. Did you know on 17, he was playing at 125, 125 yards, 17 was playing at yesterday. And it played over par. Now we're talking about the best players in the world. From 125 yards out, it played over par. Pin was uh, down front on the far right-hand side of the green. You had to throw it past the pin, spin it back. Had a hole-in-one. Hayden Buckley threw it in there. And Nick Wat Watney had a uh, quad on 17 yesterday. Yeah, just the heart goes out to him. Uh, looking at the cut later today, even par has been the average cut line the last 10 years down at the players. So we got some guys like Roy McElroy better, <laughs> better go 68 today. He's going to stick around for the weekend. Uh, Rory entering the second round tied for 118th down there. Two birdies, four bogeys, and a double yesterday for Rory McElroy. Chad Ramey, the leader overnight, a Mississippi guy. He what? played golf at Mississippi State, been on tour for 10 years. He's won once, won uh, back in March, last March in the uh, Dominican. And how about this? Chad Ramey out of Mississippi State shot 64 yesterday. He beat Rory McElroy by 12 shots yesterday. How about that? Colin Morikawa looked great, man. He hit some elegant iron shots yesterday. Just gorgeous, pure shots by Morikawa. He has not won in over a year now. Colin writing down a 65 yesterday. Hey, I'm uh, beginning to really like and respect this Justin Shue. Five birdies and six holes yesterday. I'm not sure where he ended up, finished up this morning. Uh, Justin Suh was five under through 15. A star in college out at USC, Pac-12 Player of the Year. Dominated on the Corn Ferry Tour. Earned his card and now doing some damage out on the PGA Tour. Suh is a play uh, uh, two over in his round today. 
Yeah, Buck. That puts him at two, two under still for the championship. So oh, he struggled okay. a little bit out the gate today, but he's got plenty of time. Just through five holes. Uh, Justin Thomas yesterday, three, three putts. You know, that used to be my nickname with some of my buddies, three putt blue. <laughs> but look, let me explain. That was that was mainly because, you know, being from Valdosta in South Georgia, we were putting on these Bermuda grass greens. We're really slow, really slow. And then you move up to Athens, going to college and playing these Atlanta courses. And they're playing, you know, at the time, bent grass greens. And it was a whole new world for Baloo, man. I had trouble making the transition. But... We've straightened it out by now. They don't call me three-putt anymore. Hey, Kevin Butler's going to hang. We're going to talk right now on the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25-20, far side line, 15, 10, five. Get in there. Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. It's clear it up out there. Look at it. Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, and friend of the show, Kevin Butler, hanging out. It's going to be on Team Blue today. Yeah. Chili dip open. You, did you bring your game, A game out here today? Well, I hope so. I mean, how many years have you been doing this? Uh, you know, I'm not sure a handful of years. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is my first time, so I'm, I'm kind of nervous, to be honest with you. I know the expectations are very high. I've seen some of the scores that have been posted after 18 today. Well, don't be intimidated. No, I'm that. intimidated with the conditions today. You know, it's, you know, we're not going to get too much extra roll out there, I don't believe. We might get an extra splash, though. Yeah, and I'm just so glad that uh, you and our other friends have stopped calling me three-putt blue. Remember the transition I was trying to make from playing those slow greens in South Georgia? Yeah. And then coming up here to North Georgia and playing on these fast greens? It took me a few years to get my act together. Well, I think it's uh, it's an everlasting battle, to be honest with you. I've gone up and down with the uh, three-putts, but uh, always play a game. We play the card game uh, when we play over at the loaf. Uh, that's a simple game. Put five. Five dollars in, you get a card each time you uh, one putt. If you two putt, nothing. If you get three putt, you put five dollars in. Four putt, you put ten dollars in, and then at the end, the best hand wins. So you try to get some of those one putts, you get yourself a nice poker hand. So is Brian Finner involved in this? Game? Absolutely, yeah. Brian, uh, he's um, you know he's over there. He holds his own with the crew over there. He carries a very uh, a stout. I think it's maybe a twelve handicap right now. So he's uh, very dangerous out there. He's an athlete. All right, he's so a good we... guy. He played every sport growing up. I think. Yeah, and he's a great guy too. Man. Absolutely, we love Finn. So we got uh, spring football practice getting underway next week in Athens. You know, and I heard some of these other. And reading and, and hearing some of the other shows around town that uh, I've heard this idea that Georgia's going to have to rebuild the offensive line, uh, that Georgia is going to have to uh, rebuild the defensive line. And I'm completely thrown by that because I think we're loaded on both sides of the ball. And this is, to me, the, the one of the biggest things that Kirby has done since he's taken over. We've always had skill talent, you know, on the outside. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, rarely were we dominating like, say, uh, an Alabama under Nick Saban on the line of scrimmage. And I'm saying all we got to replace on the offensive line really is – 
is uh, Broderick Jones, who looks like a uh, top of the first round pick to me. But Amarius Mims really impressed me last year, uh, filling in for McClendon at right tackle. Ernest Green, a young offensive tackle. There's been some people bragging on him. I think our offensive line's looking pretty good. Yeah, Buck, I, I would agree with you. I think what they mean when they say rebuild um, is really find out what combination works the best for them. I um, mean, all of these guys are such good athletes. They really have the ability to play uh, center guard tackle. Um, and then you look to rebuild it, you have to look for that second team and if somebody goes down which they will somebody's going to get hurt now who goes in there and does that change the lineup on the line because sometimes if your left guard gets hurt all of a sudden the guy that's replacing them you, you might bump it down and somebody might come from a tackle to a guard he might go out to the tackle um so i think that's the combination they're looking for same on defense um you know georgia likes well, to well, run people before we go there let's sure. finish up this offensive line so let's say uh uh, Ernest Green, a young tackle, it, yep. it doesn't work out this year, mm -hmm. and they determine that. Well, you know, they can slide uh, Truss from guard out to tackle. Truss, uh, Dylan Fairchild, as I understand it, is a guy that could slide in at, at guard. He's a West Forsyth, former West Forsyth player that was the heavyweight wrestling champ yeah. here in yeah. the state of Georgia. He would be a guy that could slide in at guard. And then you've got that solved. So I do believe there's some young players that most fans just hadn't had a chance to see yet. Absolutely. We're staying in pretty good shape. Yeah, yeah, and they are developing them. I mean, they really are. They expect some big things out of their second-year players, whether they were redshirted or not. But, you know, look at it last year, and if you go back in the games, you'll see a lot of those young guys playing late in the game. Um, I don't think it was really at the forefront of the fans to look at it because half of them were gone. And then the other half is just enjoying the win and, and – glad that people are playing but you know when we say it you know it buck from the times you played anytime you get on that field you're auditioning for the next year especially as a young offensive lineman i think they've done a lot of that now coach Cyril's has to figure out the combinations and the guys that can play two or three positions which position are they best at you know as a former quarterback the the position i look at first yeah is center Absolutely. And I played behind uh, a great one in Ray Donaldson. Yep. I played, I, I think, 17 years in the National Football League. So I, I'm going to say I know a good center when I see one. And the biggest Especially because you look at them from the other side. Yeah, you got to put your hands up in there and that kind of thing. But uh, Van Pran, yeah. I mean, he's, he's the best center in college football. Well, I think his uh, future is very bright beyond here. And he's one of those guys that's, um, you know, intellectually he can figure out uh, what the offense is trying to do he knows what everybody on the line has to do that's where the start uh, where the calls start on the offensive line and if you don't if you're not solid there um you're in a you're heap gonna, of trouble yeah you really are i mean you're putting your quarterback uh, up there to do a lot of things at that point and then you're looking at time you probably see a little bit more uh, penalties for not getting the ball off in time but uh, we're very lucky there and we're grooming uh, another good one uh, right behind him so i'm very excited about the offense i think that uh, you know the rebuilding is a uh, kind of a reloading and, and, and what are the ch yeah. what are the ch Chambers look like in what you're reloading, and and each really of those positions one, are one spot. Yeah, it's going to be new with Broderick Jones out of there. Let's talk about this defensive line. Jalen Carter moves on. Yeah, 
a lot of controversy surrounding him uh, looking like a guy that well prior to that tragic accident was regarded as a top 10 pick in the first round they got to find a way to replace him but the little I saw out of Bear Alexander at the end of last season gives me hope that we've got another stud we're going to plug in there at defensive tackle Warren Brinson's a guy that can play nose tackle you got Stackhouse and Logue I think that's a really good one-two punch defensive end really deep there with Ingram Dawkins Walthor, you got Michael Williams, who I'm really high on there. Oh, my gosh. I mean, this defensive line's loaded. They're loaded, and uh, they got more freshmen coming in. And, uh, you know, Kirby demands a lot of those guys. And, uh, again, here you go. What is the best combination? I mean, if you get if you get Bear over New Mikel, I mean, does it open it up a little bit more for him? Because now you got two people on the end that you got to respect, that tackle and that outside end. I mean, the combinations of how these guys play together, uh, that's the reloading and the fun part. And I think that's what you should be looking for in the spring game. When those guys get into their get together, they're certainly not – George is not going to show a whole lot, but you're going to see kind of the different positions they put them in. You might see, you know, Stackhouse uh, inside. You might see him on the outside. So um, I know what the fans are going to The fans going to be looking at quarterback. All right? Oh, absolutely. Who's going to replace Stetson Bennett? Absolutely. It's the you... biggest quarterback battle in college football. Who's your betting favorite? I think Carson Beck is my betting favorite just because he's had the time. He's had the most reps, and I think, you know, he's a fourth-year quarterback at the University of Georgia. I think, you know... Uh, yeah, and my and my theory. Work. Yeah, and my theory is, um, you know, even in the pro level, you have to give a quarterback four years in the pros to really determine whether you have somebody. You know, he'll have up and down years, but um, I like that Carson has um, been loyal. Um, appreciates the loyalty that George has given him. And I think Kirby's going to give him every opportunity to uh, win the job, but he's not going to hand him the job. And if somebody steps up, if uh, Griff steps up and he and he outperforms him, um, you know, it's going to be a battle. I think each of these guys will get time with the first team in the spring. And um, that's what you do to try to build the best team. You, you want to put the best player out there. All right, before you get back to the practice tee, Got to ask you about the Bears at number one in the draft. Yeah. First pick in the draft, yeah. Justin Fields coming off his his uh, year last season. They didn't have a lot around him, but I, no. I thought he he stepped up and and produced. I, I was pretty impressed with with how he went about his business this past year. What, what are the Bears going to do? Are they trading out of that first pick? What are you hearing? You're spending some time up in the Windy City. Yeah, I was up there last weekend, and uh, I, I think that they're really going to trade it. I think that serves Makes them sense. well. Yeah, I they mean, got you know, their quarterback. If you think you can get a better quarterback, I mean, it, it would have to be, you know, 50 to 75% improvement, and it doesn't matter what quarterback you get up there right now. You've got one that can outrun and run for his life, and that's pretty much what that he did last year. That comes in handy right well, now. Well, it does. You know, they should be trying to build a great offensive line around him. Um, I'd love to see them go out there and try to get one of those top left left tackles. Um, you Roderick need somebody Jones. to you need somebody out there that, that is going to be a a piece of that offense for as long as the quarterback's going to be there. That relationship with that offensive line is every bit as important as with the receivers. So um, I think you can get more skilled positions through the free agency. I think you need to build an offensive line. I think you know if they can get um, you know move back and get that offensive lineman or you know a lot of people in Chicago they love linebackers they love defense and um, if the fans had to vote I think they'd probably trade down to see if they could get Will Anderson um, you know or you know I wouldn't 
I wouldn't rule them out with uh, Carter either. I think that uh, if they look at the defense and really want to make an improvement there, there's certainly positions that they can trade back and, and still get. But I'd like to see them um, keep. Justin, uh, whoever they get, um, that quarterback better be able to run for his life because he's going to be in the same situation. All right, KB, grab another cup of coffee, get that driver pounded on the practice range. We appreciate you you coming out and playing today. I'm looking forward to it, Buck. Thanks for having me. Kevin Butler, Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champ. Look, he's got his Super Bowl ring on today, too. He's showing off. Yeah, that thing looks good, man. We'll come back with another exciting segment, Buck Baloo Show, here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. This week now, we're coming back next week, the best I can tell. We're out at Bears Best Atlanta for our uh, 680 The Fan Chili Dip Open. And let's bring on Ian Grimway, the general manager here at Bears Best. Uh, Love this course, as you know. And we've got a sold-out field ready to play some golf today. Had some rain overnight. What's it looking like today? Well, really happy to see you here again, but glad you got a chance to play today as well. It's been a little while for what you were seeing. But yeah, we're sold out uh, once again with uh, 680 The Fan for the Chili Dip. You know we love the Chili Dip here, so um, it's our first big event of the year. Uh, We're benefiting first year of Metro Atlanta today, so they're here with us as well. So we're really looking forward to a good day. Love coming out here. You get to see me a lot uh, coming out. Uh, How's everything going at Bears Best, Swanee? So we've got a few things going on. We have clubhouse renovations we're sitting here in our banquet fabulous outdoor banquet tent today which yes, we're going to have awesome. this makes a nice change al fresco out here um, we're going to have this for about six weeks before our renovations are finished in the clubhouse we're going to have all new fixtures carpeting paint so it's going to be a nice refresh for us there i'm also really excited we've got a bunker project going on so our bunkers are complete renovation through the whole course so it's a major investment for the club and that'll see our bunkers in great condition for a number of years from now on what would you tell the guy that uh, hadn't been out here to play yet uh, looking to play some good golf yeah so it's it, i mean it's a really unique uh, offering here because it's jack nicholas's favorite designs from around the world of his own courses that he's designed so muirfield village and um, we've got uh, where the where the pros were just a week or two ago at the honda classic we've got the pga national bear trap hole out here so some holes that are familiar but it's just a great nicholas design golf course as well and i think what people love here is if you're a 28 handicap or a scratch guy you're going to enjoy this golf course just love it uh, we appreciate you hosting the event today. We should have played it earlier this week. Then. You must have been packed. 
oh, earlier yeah. this week with the weather we had. Yeah, you know, Buck, it's still a great time to be in the golf business. The demand is so high post-COVID. Um, uh, I think a lot of young people have come into the sport, and uh, we're, we're still seeing a lot of people coming out. Even January, February, we used to be quiet. I used to play some golf in January and February because I didn't mind the cold, but um, this this year we were really busy all the way through. So it's, it's, a, it's a great time to be in the golf business, and uh, we're loving seeing so many people coming out here. To Thanks enjoy for the having us out today. Thank you, Buck. Looking great forward to, to a great event. Thank Ian you. Grimway, general manager here at Bear, Bears Best Atlanta. It's just located in Swanee. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's get to the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955. All right, now, yesterday I said uh, Buck's Beat Podcast, episode 83, would drop today. I was, well, mistaken. I actually forgot I was playing golf today here, so we're going to push that back. It will drop on Monday. It'll be a deep dive into the University of Georgia Spring quarterback competition. Carson Beck and Brock Vandegrift and Gunnar Stockton. We're going to break it down. I've got David Green's going to join me on Buck Speed episode 83. That will drop Monday afternoon, so sorry about that. Check that out. It's beginning of next week. Uh, the Podcast Park brought to you by Associated Credit Union. You can find all of our great podcasts there or wherever it is you get your podcast. We've got many of them that you can enjoy. So that's going to do it for the Blue Show this week. Nick and Chris are coming up next. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you, Buck. Okay. Thanks a lot, Buck. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.